0: You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Koburnack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Here in the Word of God in Luke chapter 15, we see the love of the Father. We see three people here. We see the wayward Son, we see the waiting Father, And then we see a whining son. We're going to talk about that tonight. The wayward son was lost, needed Christ. Uh, This dad was a picture of the father who was waiting for his son to come back to his senses. And then there was the the whining son who who was there doing the right thing because it made life easier for him, but he was lost as well. He needed Christ. And so the first son is a picture of repentance and faith true repentance and faith, and then the, the whining son is a picture of somebody trying to work their way to God instead of trusting Christ as their Savior, and we're going to talk about that tonight. So I'm just be reading some of this passage, so let me just pray, and we'll jump in there tonight. Father God in heaven, Lord, thank you for these dear people. I pray for the pastor, his wife, and family, and others who have been in contact with people and affected by this COVID. Lord, we know that you're the great physician and you could just clear all this up if you wanted to. We're praying for that. But I do pray some people don't get really sick and other people get very, very sick. We have some in our home church that are very sick right now. And so, Lord, we pray for them. And we pray for our country. And, Father, we pray for those who don't know Christ as their Savior. And maybe tonight, if somebody's listening online or listening on the radio and they've never trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior, that in this message tonight, they'll see the love of the Father and be drawn to Him. And Lord, may You be high and lifted up so You can draw all men to Yourself. And Lord, thank You again for these dear people and their kindness to me. And bless our time together in Your Word. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen and amen. Here in the Bible, and starting in verse 11, the Bible says, And he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Sounds a lot about like my life. And when he had spent all <clears throat> there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him to, feed, uh, to his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the, wine did, uh, that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. So here we see the wayward son, a picture of the lost sinner who repents and gets saved. He was a rebel. You know, my brother and I, we talk about our lives, and I was the outward rebel. I, I did wrong, and I wanted everybody to know I was doing wrong. I was, I was the outward rebel. Now, my brother was the inward rebel. He, he did wrong, but he hid his sin because he didn't want everybody knowing what he was doing. So there's always two kinds of rebels. And then, uh, <clears throat> not only was he a rebel, but then he had regret. In verse 17, he recognized his sin you know, the Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then, in verse 18, as we read there, he, uh, he came to the point where he, he was repented. He changed his mind about himself. He changed his mind about his sin. And he changed his mind about his Savior. You know, his father was a picture of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, of course, he said, I will arise and go to my father and say unto him, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as thou one of thy hired servants. He said, he was just so repentant over his sin and what he had done. And the Bible says in Psalm 51, four against thee and thee only have I done this evil in thy sight. And then in verse uh, um, <clears throat> 24, I'll go down here for this. Uh, the father said, and this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be married. This is talking about regeneration, about the new birth and then in uh, the same verse at the end, it says, And they began to be merry. There's party time in heaven right there. When a sinner repents of their sin and trusts Christ as their Savior, there is a heavenly hold Hallelujah. The Bible says in Luke 15, 10, Likewise I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth." You know, when I first would read that thing and I said, Well, the angels are, are rejoicing, but you know angels can't be saved. Angels don't know what it is. As a matter of fact, the angels look on here and it's a mystery to them. But you know, the thing about it is the ones that are rejoicing in heaven are the ones that have gone on before. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to think about. Because when I can imagine God just saying, hey, gather around here, come here, I want to show you something. And maybe he opens the windows of heaven. Like the night that I got saved on my knees, they look, look, Bruce is getting ready to get in. Bruce is getting ready to get in the family. Come here, I want you. And they just all rejoiced, you know, over one sinner that repents. Praise the Lord, what a thought. The wayward son. You know, he came under conviction, then he made his confession, then he made a commitment to his father. You know, and you can read a lot of different things into this passage of scripture, but you know what? His so called friends, when he had his money, they were nowhere to be found. When all the money was gone, and then he had to try to make it out on his own. He realized he couldn't do that, and that's when he ran back to the Father. And that was me. You know, the Bible says in Romans 2 4, the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. We had a pony when I was growing up. His name was Sugarfoot, and I loved that pony. He was a pinto pony. He looked like the one that uh, on Bonanza that little Joe rode. You know, he was just a beautiful pony, but he was mean. I don't know if you know this about horses or not. Horses are pretty docile and stuff, but ponies, or mean. They'll bite you. They'll kick you. They'll do anything. And I mean, we love this pony. We cleaned out his stall. We fed him. We washed him. We brushed him. We did everything for this pony. We loved him, but he always wanted to leave. He was always looking for a way to get out of the fence and get out. And one time, I don't know if I was riding him or my brother, one of my brothers was riding him, but he threw one of us and just took off. And for three days, he was gone. We had no idea where he was. And what had happened, he got down in the swamps there uh, about 10 miles from our house and he got hung up in between two trees and his bridle got hung up on the limbs. And so he couldn't move. He couldn't move left. He couldn't move right. He couldn't even, there was water he was standing in and he couldn't even get down there to get a drink of water. And so he had been there for three days. He was hungry. He was tired. He was dehydrated. And this little boy found him and loosed him and got on his back and sugarfoot ran right back to the barn to our house you know and the, and my dad gave that little boy some money and it was it was just a neat thing but you know what that was an illustration of someone who needed to be rescued you know we all needed to be rescued from our sin you know what and Jesus is the only one who can rescue us from our sin now that little boy untangled him and brought him back home and Jesus Christ untangles our lives, of the sin that is in our lives, and brings us back home to the Father. And so we see the wayward son. And again, it's a picture of the lost sinner who repents and gets saved. Now let's look at the second person in this passage of Scripture here, the waiting Father. And this is a picture of the loving Father ready to forgive. And uh, the Bible says in uh, verse 20, And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Back in that day, men did not run, especially men of of renown, you know, like this dad was, and they didn't run. But you know what? This father had been waiting. I imagine he came out every day and said, I wonder if this is the day my son's going to come home. You know, you may be here tonight and you have a wayward son or a wayward daughter. And you're wondering, are they ever going to come back to God? Are they ever going to get right with us and get right with the Lord? And here he's been waiting and he's waiting. And when he saw his son, he ran. And the Bible says, and fell on his neck and kissed him. I can imagine what this boy smelled like. He'd been in a hog pen. He'd been in there eating the husk that the hogs, they were eating the same food the hogs were eating. And back in that day, a Jew wasn't supposed to do that. That's for sure. And so here was this waiting father. And this father was wealthy, this father was wise, this father was weeping, this father was waiting, this father was watching, and this father was welcoming, just like our Father in heaven does. He's waiting for people to come to Him in Christ. Somebody asked me one time, Bruce, why is God allowing all this to go on? Well, He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He is such a long-suffering and a loving God, He's waiting for people and giving them the chance to come to Him by faith and trust Him. So we see the waiting Father, and we see the forgiveness from the Father. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And we know that when a person comes to Christ, that they're going to cry from their heart. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, Thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Jesus said twice in Luke chapter 13 and verses 3 and 5, I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. But God doesn't want anybody to perish. You know, in 2 Peter 3 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, We're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And again, the Bible says in Romans 10 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. And if you've never called on God and asked Him to save you, He is the waiting Father who is waiting for you to come to Him by faith and trust Him as uh, your Lord and Savior. Not only is there the forgiveness of the Father, there's the forgetfulness of the Father. And we talked about this in Sunday school this morning. And of course, God doesn't forget. He's omnipotent, but He uh, chooses not to remember. And we talked about these verses this morning as well. Psalm 103:12. As far as the east is from the west, he, so far has He removed my transgressions from me. And Isaiah 38:17. For Thou hast cast all my sins behind Thy back. Hebrews 10:17. In their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Micah 7:19. And Thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. And Acts 3:19 says, Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. Hallelujah! What a wonderful Father. The forgiveness of the Father, the forgetfulness of the Father, and then when you have that, then you have fellowship with the Father. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so we see here, we see the younger son, who's a picture of a lost sinner who truly repents and trusts Christ as Savior. We see the Father who is waiting for him to come to that point in his life And then lastly, we see the whining sun. And this is a picture of the lost sinner trying to work their way to heaven. You know, there's a lot of people who are trying to work their way to God. And the Bible says, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy He saves us. For by grace are you saved through faith. That's not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's what I did. I I made me a list. I said, I'm going to stop drinking, and I'm going to stop cussing, and I'm going to stop partying, and I'm going to stop drugs, and I'm going to stop doing this and stop doing that. And I thought if I could just clean myself up that I could win favor with God. But you know what? That's like spitting in the face of God. That's like saying, thank you for sending your son to die in my place, but I'm going to do better and work my way to you. But it doesn't work like that. You either put your trust and faith in the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross for you, or you're not going to God's heaven. Because if there was another way for you to go to heaven by being good or doing good, then Jesus would have never had to come and die on the cross for your sins. There would have been no need for that at all. And so the sad thing about it, this whining son, as we continue to read, and I forgot to read some verses here. And the, <clears throat> but the father said unto his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and a ring on his hand, shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let, us make, and let us be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Now we come to the whining son. Now his elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house... HE HEARD MUSIC AND DANCING. AND HE CALLED ONE OF THE SERVANTS AND ASKED WHAT THESE THINGS MEANT. AND HE SAID UNTO HIM, THY BROTHER IS COME, AND THY FATHER HATH KILLED THE FATTED CALF, BECAUSE HE HATH RECEIVED HIM SAFE AND SOUND. AS MANY AS RECEIVED HIM, TO THEM GAVE HE POWER TO BECOME THE SONS OF GOD, THE BIBLE SAYS. AND LOOK WHAT IT SAYS IN VERSE 28. AND HE WAS ANGRY AND WOULD NOT GO IN. THEREFORE CAME HIS FATHER OUT AND entreated HIM. AND HERE'S THE LOVE OF THE FATHER AGAIN. The father knew he was out there. He wasn't coming in. So the father went out. You know, Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost, right? So he came out there and talked to him and answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee. Neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. Did you hear what he said? He said, These many years do... I serve thee, never transgressed I at any time in thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. He was so self-centered on himself and his good works that he couldn't even rejoice that his brother had gotten saved. You know, if you're a born-again Christian, when somebody else gets saved, I don't know about you, but I get happy about that. I'm excited about that. The reason he didn't get excited because he was not saved. And I believe that here as we read this passage of Scripture. And so, and he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. And I can imagine the father with loving eyes looking at his other son thinking, I want to happen to you just what happened to your brother. But you know what? This older brother, maybe he was older or younger, I don't know know for sure here, but it says that he said, but as soon as, look at verse 30, but as soon as this thy son was come, he wouldn't even call his brother by his name. He said, your son. He didn't say my brother. He said, your son. He was so angry and he was so mad. What a wonderful thing. He was angry. He was full of pride. He said the I word three times. And he was not happy that his brother got saved. And again, I believe it's because he was not saved. 1 Corinthians ten twelve says, Wherefore to him that thinketh he standeth, and take heed, lest he fall. Because he thought, hey, I've done this, I've done that, I've been good all my life. Our, our brother has gone off and gotten drunk and, and been with harlots and done this and that, and I've stayed here and I've done this and I've done that. Doesn't that count for anything? But again, it's a picture of work salvation. People trusting in themselves instead of trusting in Jesus Christ. And here he was praising himself for all that he had done. And the Bible says in Proverbs 27:2, Let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth, a stranger, and not thine own lips. He was just like the Pharisees. He had no forgiveness, no compassion. All he had was envy and jealousy. If you go back in this chapter, there's the parables here. They're the sheep that was lost because of foolishness. The coin was lost because of carelessness, but the sons were lost because of willfulness. You know what? Both of these sons needed to be saved. Both of these sons needed to embrace the love of the Father. And I believe that one son did, the wayward son, but the whining son didn't as far as I know in reading and hear. In Luke 5, 32, Jesus said, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. When we were lost, Jesus said, I am the way. When we were ignorant, Jesus said, I am the truth. 2 Corinthians 4, 3, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. When we were dead, Jesus said, I am the life. And Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 says, And you hath he quickened, made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. You know, 20, almost 23 years ago, I was born again into God's family, and my spirit was quickened and made alive. But you know what? My old flesh is just as dead as it's always been. And there's always a battle between the spirit and the flesh. And again, this story is a picture of salvation, of coming home to heaven. You know, your earthly father may not be living today, but your heavenly father is alive and waiting for you to repent and to come home. Again, he's not willing that any should perish and go to hell, but that all should come to repentance so they could go to heaven So where are you tonight in this picture, in this passage of Scripture? Are you a wayward son? Are you a whining son? No matter what you are, there's a loving Father waiting for you to come home. And thank God, thank God for the Word of God that points us to the one who is the way, the truth, and the life, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's bow for prayer tonight. Father God in heaven, just a simple message tonight about the love of God, the love of the Father. And Father, there may be someone here tonight who knows about God, but they have never trusted Him as their Lord and Savior. So Father, I pray if there would be such a one that maybe something in this message You allow me to say or Your Word pierced their heart to show them they need to come by faith, and receive the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There may be somebody in here tonight, and they're just trying to do better. They're trying to to quit doing this and quit doing that and, and just trying to change their own life. God, if there's such a one, I pray tonight that they would quit trying and they would start trusting the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you said, Come unto me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden, And I will give you rest. And Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for this pastor and his family and these other people here who are leaders in this place. Father, help them as they continue to try to navigate the waters of this pandemic. And Father, I pray again, as always, for our country and the leaders and those that need to be saved. Lord, there are many people that are in Washington that need to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And we're not going to find our hope in the White House or the schoolhouse. It's going to be in the church house. And Father, we need need to be soul winners, just like Pastor was talking about a minute ago. We need to be heart conscious, soul conscious of those that you put in our lives. Help us, Lord, to reach out to those who need to know you as Savior.